Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Governor Ron DeSantis is bringing his tough game to the table by putting illegal immigrants on planes and landing them in the hobnob elite Martha's Vineyard on the island which is loved by the liberals. Democrat cities that claim to be sanctuary cities are finally getting a small taste, a scratch, if you will, of what the border and what Texas, Arizona are actually going through. They're finally getting a small taste, and I mean a small taste, (laughs) of the Biden border crisis that the loony left claims doesn't exist. This is your host, Laura Marie, the governors of Arizona and Texas, Welcome, Florida's assistance in the border crisis and the battle with the White House and their policies, allowing over 2 million illegals into our country just this year. We know the getaways are up. And just a few days ago, over the Arizona border wall, they were scaling the wall wearing camo and using rope to get over. We do know that over 500,000 gotaways since October of last year, making that 55,000 a month. (laughs) That's costing us Americans yearly costs for illegals, $20.4 billion a year for the Biden's border crisis. Courtesy of us American taxpayers, that's you and me. talk on the street as Governor DeSantis sends two planes filled with illegals to the sanctuary state, the blue state of Massachusetts. A double standard, angry local state representative sent out another angry tweet. And I quote, the Republicans call themselves Christians have been plotting for some time to use human lives as political pawns. It is evil and inhumane. (laughs) These guys have a lot of nerve, don't they? They're accusing us, just like they always do, using the Salolinsky method, right on the Nazi playbook, to blame others for what you do. And that's exactly what they are doing now. I have a small clip in response from the prior ICE director, Tom Homan. They said it's inhumane, it's cruel, they're, they're invoking religion. Look, what, you, know what, you know what's inhumane? You know what's cruel? It's just open borders. And these sanctuary cities incentivize illegal immigration. And the crisis now has been showing up at the doorstep of Kamala Harris's residence, courtesy of Governor Abbott. He sent two buses right to her doorstep. Remember how she keeps saying, our borders are closed and secure. This morning, Griff Jenkins was outside Kamala Harris's residence after two buses arrived at 6.45 a.m. from the Rio Grande. Griff Jenkins asked an illegal a few questions. You gotta hear this. There were 101 total migrants, 53 on one bus, 48 on another. Most of them came from Venezuela, although we spoke to other individuals from Nicaragua as well as Colombia. And I asked almost all of them how they felt about Vice President Harris's recent statement that the border was secure and the administration's policy that the border is closed. One migrant, Wazir Khan from Venezuela, had a very different impression. Here's what he had to say. Take a listen. Everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, yes. free. It's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. Because we sit on the news that everybody coming illegally. So we also do the same. A recap of what he said was, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in for free. 
illegally. Yes, illegally. That's true because we see it on the news that everybody comes in illegally. So we do the same. So Harris, Biden, Mayorkas, Corrine Jean-Pierre, all lie. You know it and I know it. The mainstream media will never cover this. They'll just cover the part where Lori Lightfoot and that mean tweet by the representative lying to the American people and the liberal left will believe it. And then when they start seeing illegals in their neighborhoods, they're going to blame us. Though I do agree with what Abbott and the other Republican governors are doing to take notice, to fight back. Because what the Biden regime is doing is not only illegal and against our constitution, against the federal law, they need to own up to it and let's see a little bit how it feels. And being it's costing us $20.4 billion a year, I've asked this before, are we still giving these countries, presidentes and their governments, millions of dollars a year to take care of the very people that we're paying to come over here? I'm sure they are. Let's never forget, when Obama took office, we were $10 trillion in debt, which was outrageous. And now today, 13 years later, we are $32 trillion in debt and climbing and they keep spending. We must flip the house in November, flip it red to stop the spending. (laughs) Vote in person, tear up our absentee ballots right in front of them to help cut back on their cheating. So this hardball being played by the Republicans is obviously not something the White House and the Democrats are used to or like. Will Cain was asked if this was necessary. Yeah, it's necessary and I think it's genius. I mean, I think everybody should have to live under the policies they advocate. You know, um, for example, last week, the New York Times employees said they don't want to return to office. And so that's a policy the New York Times has advocated for staying home during the pandemic, looking for raises, deferring to a union. I think everybody should have to live with the policies they advocate. There should be crime on the 15th floor of the New York Times, homelessness in the lobby. And in this case, what we should do and what governors across the nation, including Governor Greg Abbott of Texas and Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, are doing is making sanctuary cities live under the policies they advocate. You know, actually, it's more benign than that. Actually, just accepting an invitation. These cities invited illegal immigrants to come and take advantage of their sanctuary. Why are they then upset that somebody has accepted their invitation? Though Will Cain had an excellent point, like another setup, how the liberals call themselves a sanctuary city, though they're having a problem with illegals coming to their sanctuary cities or states. So when Will Cain was asked how they thought they were going to get away with calling themselves a sanctuary city or a state if they didn't actually offer sanctuary. (laughs) Yeah, because it was an empty promise, empty rhetoric, like so many of these policies. And I just find it so rich, you know, that they're complaining about a few thousand illegal immigrants in their cities when Texas and Arizona and California are experiencing that on an hourly basis. Hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants every month, millions of encounters on the year. Just for fun, I wanted to share with you Will Kane's analogy on the border and how the liberals are reacting to it. It's a little different analogy from what I would use, but we're on this crazy world together. So I thought I'd share just a diff- little different from Will Kane had to say. It's like your neighbor has a water main leak. He's done something. He's advocated. He's invited this water main leak. And all the 
the water is pouring onto your property and you had the gall to pump just a small bit of it back onto his property mm -hmm. after he would do nothing to fix the leak. And then he's all self-righteous about you pumping a few buckets of water back onto his lawn as he floods your property. Well, Kane did have a point to his message and his analogy. They have created the problem and they have flooded southern states with this problem. You know, when you take the problem to the doorstep of these people who are control freaks. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> How dare you challenge me? These very people, communist Democrats, in charge of most of us. This is what it can look like. Illinois Governor Fitzer and Chicago's worst mayor, Lori Lightfoot, both called out Texas Governor Abbott and then called on the National Guard. You just can't make this stuff up. And then this is what she had to say. <laughs> it is a manufactured crisis by ambush. Any dollar that goes to the state of Texas, every single one of those dollars needs to be re-committed uh, to cities like Chicago, New York, and Washington, D.C. Mayor Adams hasn't been as boisterous lately like he was before he sent some of his staff down to the border to check it out himself. But he is complaining, as usual, like a good little Nazi soldier. He's saying that New York City is at its breaking point with the arrival of thousands of illegal immigrants to his city. This is coming from the guy, remember? How he wanted to fly them into his city so they can vote? Remember how he said that as a candidate? <laughs> you would think he would be really glad to see more of his so-called vote. And once again, here's Will Kane on his opinion of the topic. That's why this is so ingenious. You know, make them sound out. Go ahead and put into your big boy words why this is a problem. <laughs> you want money from Texas to go to Illinois. You're at your breaking point in New York. You describe this as a manufactured problem in Illinois. Now, Sound out that and apply it to the federal government and see how it's affecting Texas. You might see that your, your small scratch is a gaping wound down south if you just sound out your rhetoric. And I also think, by the way, their, their um, self-righteousness on, you know, this is an inhumane and Christian policy. I mean, look, the Biden, these people, by the way, are all going north at the invitation of, of sanctuary cities and at the voluntary nature of these buses from Texas and Florida. So I'm curious, was it also inhumane when the Biden administration flew underage migrants to New York in the middle of the night? I mean, this was being done before. It's just being done at a little bit higher rate and with the intense purpose of showing our broken borders. And now all of a sudden it's inhumane. The little hypocrite, Lori Lightfoot, was complaining because these buses arrived unannounced. So what does she do? I mean, she made a big deal over it. I'm sure most of you heard about it. So she goes and takes these illegal people and busts them to Republican suburbs. Without any notice, Elk Grove received 90 migrants. Burr Ridge received 64. Didn't tell them anything. So she's a hypocrite. But the media will never tell you that. What a good little Nazi soldier. It's so funny. If possible, the left is trying to flex their righteous virtue. It is difficult because all these people with the open border policy are at danger from the cartel or any number of things. From rape, sex trafficking. Have you guys heard about those rape trees? There are so many up and down the border with hundreds of women's underwear, even little children. It's heartbreaking. We all have this on our conscience. 
thanks to the Biden regime. So I don't know why the Democrats think they can wipe their conscience clean. They're guilty. And with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the fentanyl deaths, some clips of families and what they're going through, and what they're experiencing. And we're going to talk some about the inflation and how the Biden regime is celebrating and how some of the Democrats are inciting death to the mega conservatives. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. Here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back. Our first segment, we talked about the $20.4 billion U.S. taxpayers are forking out an additional over $20 billion each year to meet the needs of illegal aliens who entered the country under the Biden regime. According to a new cost analysis by the Federation of American Immigration Reform, the immigration group said it conservatively estimates that American taxpayers will end up paying each illegal alien $9,232 or an overall estimate of $20.4 billion a year to support the population. It comes in addition to the $140 billion existing annual cost of providing benefits and services for long-term illegal immigrants. Now get this. The calculation is based on an estimated 2.3 million illegal aliens who successfully entered the country's interior under Joe Biden's regime, including about 1 million gotaways who evaded apprehension and have since disappeared into American communities. Did you catch those numbers? Twice as many illegals. That means twice as much money. So I stand corrected what we earlier reported at 20.4 billion it's way more than that. And you know what this reminds me of? The lies that the media told us before. We all heard 11, 12 million illegals were in our country. We heard that for a very long time, but what they never told us is those statistics stopped in 2005. And then they've been telling us in the last three years, from 2006 to 2019, that we have 14 million illegals in our country. So most of us are going, okay, well, that's a little bit of an increase. That's not too bad from 11 or 12 million. No, you need to combine them because the 11, 12 million were for up till 2005 and the 14 million was from 2006 to 2019, 25, 26 million people. And then since this regime 
has taken over. We have 4 million illegals, some say 5 million. So we're up to over 30 million illegals into our country right now. The Democrats will never tell you that because they want to legalize everybody who's here, take them legal citizens. So that would be 30 million more people voting for Democrats while some of the liberals are blaming conservatives because they're listening to the lies of these illegals being bussed and flown inside the country without all the facts. I will never forget when Kamala Harris, right before November of 2020, she was so excited because America that was predominantly white, like 77, 79% before Obama, was down to 53% of whites. That was back in 2020. Remember, Obama's eldest daughter at Harvard wrote a paper, she can't wait till 2030, Agenda 30, when there's no more white people. And let's not forget Nancy Pelosi in her younger days on the House floor. (laughs) She was all for Agenda 21. When you see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer super happy like you do now, all giddy and giggling, it's really disgusting. And you know it's anti-American because they want to destroy America from within. And why we're seeing less white people in commercials and talk on the street, why AOC might be calling off her engagement to her white fiance because of his skin color. These people are racist. They are dividing us and it needs to stop. We need to vote in red up and down the ticket in November in person. I'll never say it enough until after November. Candace Owens is one of my favorite people and she agrees with most of what we're talking about here today. Let's move on. Most Americans are struggling as inflation is spiraling out of control. 78% of voters say they have experienced financial hardship, especially in the last six months, which is smack in the middle of when Joe Biden has been on a spending binge out of control. And 80% of Americans say the economy is fair or bad. And that's not good. (laughs) While some Democrats are boasting about the inflation Reduction Act. At least they were. And now, after yesterday's report, they are straight up ignoring the questions about what's happening. Here is one Democrat representative who was asked that question and walked away as fast as he could. When is the Inflation Reduction Act going to reduce inflation? Those knocks that you heard were literally footsteps walking at a fast pace away from the reporter asking the question. <laughs> you know, I wonder if they even bothered to read any of the bill. The part where the CBO, days before they rushed to pass it, the beast of spending, that this bill wouldn't even touch inflation. Did they even listen? Inflation earlier this week set the market to the lowest point in more than two years, and the Dow Jones completely plummeted. And how the White House doesn't seem too alarmed, and we know why. It's all by design, and they totally downplayed it. Here's the White House Press Secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Stock market uh, is it, it's, it's one measure of how the economy is doing, and we are watching this closely. It's also important to, to look at what's happening on Main Street. Uh, we have one of the strongest job markets on record. On her behalf. We know she's not an economist, but but she tried her best. And I don't think she was very successful. I don't think the people on Main Street are feeling really good about the economy right now. Here's another clip of Will Kane and his opinion of what the White House press secretary said and the economy. 
And I wish her luck with that message. I don't think people on Main Street feel any better about the economy than, say, those who have retirement funds, 401ks, and see what's happening on Wall Street. You can feel the economic insecurity driven largely by inflation and then the offshoots of inflation. You can feel any small business owner who's dealt with the difficulty of finding someone to work and the concept of quiet quitting, which people in this network have talked about, an amazing phenomenon of quiet quitting. We're just losing productivity. We're just, we're just losing the will to create and to be productive in our economy. And that's by design. I mean, a lot of this entitlement-based spending is, is by design. And this is the gift. I mean, look, if you want to talk about, just for a moment, you know, partisan electoral politics, there you go, Republicans. This is your path to victory in the midterms. You need, you need, you know, we, we can and should talk about illegal immigration. We can and should talk about, you know, insane educational systems that now theory. We should talk about crime, but this is number one. This is number one. Point it out in the polls. Inflation and the effect, not just on Wall Street, but Main Street, is number one. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act, it doesn't even matter, it seems like, if they even read the bill or not. The day after, they didn't even pretend it was an Inflation Reduction Act. They started calling it the New Green Deal Bill or the Climate Change Bill or even a health care bill. <laughs> after they sold it to us, what it actually was, if they were honest. Yeah, this really brings up a disconnect, not only from the White House, but Democrat lawmakers in general. So the question is, can the Republicans now take that message and focus on what Americans care about, the inflation, and run with it? I mean, you guys, breakfast is the most expensive meal of the day now with eggs almost tripling in price, up 38%. I mean, the people need to eat and it is affecting our everyday lives. Ronna McDaniel, she needs to quit or resign. I mean, she just needs to step down. If we do not win in November, I will blame her. But that's just my opinion. I mean, this economy is so dangerous. It's gonna be hitting us for generations because of this regime's policies. And next, we have Joe Biden wants to host a summit on unity after appearing to rip half the country. Does he honestly think we wouldn't notice? This is not your father's Republican Party. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights. MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The divider in chief. That was just about as positive as Hillary Clinton calling us deplorables. How does he think he can get away with holding a summit after demonizing millions of Americans just because we think about politics differently than him? Well, we have a Democrat senator who's calling violence against pro-lifers. Democrat Senator Hirono from Hawaii. Literally a call to arms in our country fighting the pro-life movement. After she smeared the Supreme Court as extreme right wing? Huh. And this past summer, she called for the end of the filibuster so they can codify Roe versus Wade. It's all because of Planned Parenthood, their money laundering arm of the Democrat regime. And then Tim Ryan on extremist GOP. And I quote, we've got to kill and confront that movement. And then Tim Ryan went on to say, that his party and more generally Americans need to kill and confront what he described as an extremist movement within the GOP. <laughs> he said the Democrats aren't right on everything 
and I'm willing to sit down and have conversations about how we can move out of this age of stupidity. (laughs) Wow. He actually said that on an appearance on Tuesday on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Some of those answers will come from Republicans, not the extremists that we are dealing with every single day. We've got to kill and confront that movement. But working with normal mainstream Republicans, that's going to be really, really important. Can you believe that? Ryan's comments follow sharp criticism leveled by Joe Biden against what he too described as an extremist movement inside the GOP loyal to Trump during a primetime address that we already listened to. He also said the movement posed a threat to the nation. The only ones posing a threat to this nation are the communists like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, the Democrats in the White House, and our government. And lastly, more than 1 million people, Americans, mostly our youth, have died from an overdose since 2020. Over 880, just in 2021, were adolescents. This regime isn't even addressing it. And most of it's from fentanyl. Four out of 10 pills that are purchased on the internet are laced with fentanyl and are killing Americans. They say it's equivalent to a 747 crashing in America every day with the plane full. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death of Americans. I have a clip here from several families who have experienced the loss of their children from fentanyl. It's lethal in such minute doses. It, it, it's easy to smuggle in. The amount of fentanyl that killed my daughter would, would fit on the tip of a pen. My son Bruce died in October, and he was poisoned, murdered by 100% fentanyl in Anchorage, Alaska, which is so far from the southern border. This drug is beyond anything that, that's ever hit our country before. It's a 747 crashing every day in the United States. And our government does nothing about it. The crisis at the border that this regime knows about and is allowing to kill millions of Americans. The border is allowing deadly amounts of fentanyl to cross. And those who are being arrested are being let out right away for dealing and bringing such a horrific amount of fentanyl into our country. This problem is ripping families and communities apart. Montana Republican Steve Daines not only says that it's up to the Biden regime to stop this from happening, but he's also going after big tech for not censoring the sales of fentanyl while they are censoring conservatives. Drug dealers are using big tech platforms to target children and the sales of their fentanyl and opioids. He sent a very lengthy letter to big tech on this problem, and he still hasn't heard back from them yet. This is what he said. This is the leading cause of death for Americans 18 to 45, more so than suicides or traffic accidents. This is a national crisis. In fact, I brought along a little artificial sweetener. If this were fentanyl, it's enough fentanyl to kill 500 people in this one little packet. Our staff members this morning created a fictitious name and went online on one of these platforms. Within five minutes, they had a response offering them to sell these drugs from a drug dealer. In fact, I've got the, I've got the screenshot right here. This was five minutes of being online. This is the response they got. So it's very, very easy to get. 
So we've got to have these social media companies step up their efforts here to take these sites down and then to coordinate with one another because what happens is they bump around from site to site. They'll move around. They've got to coordinate this. This is absolutely a crisis. You heard those, those terrible stories of young people now. It just takes a couple of grains of fentanyl, like a couple of grains of salt. That's the equivalent deadly dose of fentanyl. So we're playing around with something that's so deadly and our young people are getting them. It comes from Mexican cartels across the southern border to drug dealers and into the social media platforms. That's one senator fighting the good fight. We need to take back the Senate and the House so we can take on this problem head on. It's not being dealt with now, and it's not going to be. They know about it. They're not doing anything about it. We need to take over the House and the Senate to make a difference. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am our voice, the people's voice. We, the people. You can always reach me. I'd love to hear from you at www talkonthestreet.net. God bless you. God bless America. You're listening to Talk on the Street with Laura Marie.